What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Life and Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I'm Spencer Plamondon, and as always, I've got Dr. Kave with me. Kave, how you doing? I'm not too bad, buddy. Had a couple of medical problems today, but you know, we'll pull through. <laughs> I heard, I heard. Kave's gotten it out. He's, uh, is day-to-day accurate? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I think he's got the day-to-day tag with the, what would be dealed a, a puncture, a moderate puncture. <laughs> thank God, thank God I, might, I got my degree, right, so I know what to do. Well, that, exactly, exactly. That's why you spent those years in medical school. All right. All that money. Yeah, that's it. It didn't go to waste. So when you stab yourself, you know what to do. <laughs> okay, all right. We're uh, we're entering year two of the pot here. Uh, after s- spending our first season with Hot Sauce Sports, we're going to continue this on our own, uh, independently moving forward. So you can find us on Spotify and Apple now under the Life and Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Uh, some of you might remember as well, we had a running series of articles with John Eamon called the Starting Lineup Series, uh, and we're excited to announce that it's going to be turned into a YouTube series, but we're going to get into that a little more a little later. Uh, quick shout out to John for giving us his blessing to continue working on this thing because we are having an absolute blast doing it and none of us would have been able to do that. None of this would have been possible without John coming up with an excellent concept. Um, so if you're listening out there, John, we miss you and we love you, buddy. Thank you again. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Very true. Thanks a lot, John. Uh, all right, let's dive in. We're getting into, uh, it's look, it's draft season right now. We're starting the season in a couple weeks. So this is basically our, uh, our preseason episode of the show. So... Training camps have started, obviously. Preseason started here. we got games going. Um, let's start. Uh, let's discuss this a little bit. First season that's full in yeah. two years? Two years now, yeah, exactly. Hopefully, knock on wood, you know, we get through 82. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. But, uh, yeah, for, we, went, we got it all through last year. Right? Technically, they completed it with a couple of hiccups, obviously, yeah. which usually affects uh, the fantasy outcomes as well. Yeah. So uh, now with a nice full 82-game season, it's going to be very interesting to see their teams back in their respected divisions and everybody yeah. competing for, for, uh, for a spot in that division that they're used to. I'm also, as a Canadian fan, like a Canadian team fan, I am I'm can't wait to see other teams than just Canadian teams as well, you know? So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to be able to see Canadian and American teams playing again as much as last year was you know it was unique in its own way and I enjoyed it for what it was knowing it was a one-off like it's going to be cool to get back to normal it's going to be uh it's it's, going to be nice to see yeah like it's going to be like you know when you finally exhale you're like "Ah, yeah exactly yeah I think I feel I'm always I'm not gonna not hype it up I'm not gonna give it too much you know just to to not be too impressed but no I think it's it's gonna just back to normalcy you know it's just gonna be it's gonna be nice yeah for sure we drafted our first teams this week uh, and there's some crazy shit in these drafts. I gotta say, there's oh, yeah. uh, there's cool. some crazy stuff. The the first thing I had a bit of a realization in these drafts. Um, the first thing I, I noticed was that you got guys like Tara Vinen that are going in like like he's going over 120th, I believe, and Blake Wheeler's going like in the 90s. And I realized that like one of the things you and I do best in fantasy sports is we exploit recency bias. And like recency yeah. bias is, is when you're basically forming an opinion based on recent performance and not the big picture and not looking at, you know, a whole career or what, what have you. And mm-hmm. that's what we do every year. And that's oftentimes how we get great teams because we find value in later rounds where other people are yeah. just like, oh, he had a down year last year. And they're barely even looking and that's why he's going so late, right? Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's, it's yeah. crazy to me like that. I, I don't think you should be drafting Wheeler in the, the two to three range that he's been going in the past few years before this one, but... You know, mm-hmm. he certainly yeah, deserves to be going higher than that. 
Yeah, what's well, well, basically at at those at those uh, those draft positions, it's like a no brainer for us. So like, yeah, for sure, I will take a Blake Luter. Exactly. Overall, like, are you yeah. kidding me right now? Come on, two votes in the one thirtieth or whatever it was, one twenty something. Like, really, guys? Like, man, this guy is still very talented and playing with other talented players. Same with Blake Luter as well. Yeah, you know, which is uh, okay. <laughs> it's just and people people seem to forget quickly. Obviously, it's um, it's a what have you done for me lately kind of league. Yeah, right? exactly. Thomas Tatar, it's crazy to me. Like, Thomas Tatar is in a situation in New Jersey where, like, he's being put in a position to succeed here. But because he was scratched in the playoffs and, and it, he had an unceremonious end in Montreal and he admittedly didn't have a great regular season, he's 10% yeah. owned right now. But this guy's probably going to be riding shotgun with, like, Jack Hughes, top power play minutes. They've got Dougie Hamilton now. The guys mm-hmm. led Montreal in scoring. Aside from this year, he was he led them two two years in a row. He was putting up 60-point, like, seasons. Once he, he had 61 points in 68 year, games. Right? What's that? He got he got hurt last year as well, right? Yeah, I think he was dealing with a bit of an injury, and then in the playoffs, you know, he doesn't perform in the playoffs. Of, like, but yeah, what? yeah, no, but the, I think he got hurt in the season, and like the the team, because like Montreal was kind of rolling, and their lineup was set, so like they kind of pushed exactly, him to the yeah. side as well. Jack Hughes is just dying for someone who can score, and like he's got someone now. So like, like I could see Tatar having a career year this year. You know what I mean? Like, and he's 10 percent drafted. He's barely getting looked at. That's not what you said. We we will we will be exploiting that kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's like I said, they're no brainers. Two vote to that late Blake Wheeler. Like those are two bigger names. I find there's a there's a couple of guys like that this year, and like it's they're dropping. And like I was telling you, like remember uh, the draft we did with, with Malkin last thing, like up until pretty much the end, like he would have like his like he lasted long, right? So he's out. Obviously, it sucks because he's not he's not on IR. He's only on out. But you can get a nice little Gino, and he'll help you maybe throughout the year later, kind of thing. But like super late, sure, put him on the IR for a bit. Yeah, you know? the, the, the last rounds for sure. Stash him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so it's, uh, anyways, it's interesting, man. For sure. Anyway, that's that's just something I noticed that, like, that's one of the things that helps us the most in fantasy. So as a piece of advice to anyone out there that, that's, you know, looking to hear it, look for the big picture when you're looking at guys' seasons, you know? If it's if it's just one season last year that's a down year, but he's had a great career and he's fallen it's in the drafts, it's definitely... That looks off, right? It's not his other seasons all put together. You exactly. You see what's, uh, what's off, you know, and just that one season. And also, it was a shortened season last year, you know? So... Yeah. That's not every player wants to play that. It's not like, honestly. It didn't feel like the the realest season. You know what I mean? It's like every yeah, it was different. I think, you know, it's just and like, it was, was rushed too. Yeah, yeah, it was rushed. Exactly, it was not rushed, but say yeah, it was a sprint. Exactly, that's a better way of yeah. putting it. It was a sprint, right? So it's just all condensed and like a lot of players don't really like that. They want to relax a bit too. Usually, they don't want to just play hockey for every day of the week kind of thing. You know, they yeah. want to recuperate a bit and uh, you know. And obviously, we were dealing with COVID last year too. You know, so that's it was that's like crazy. Out for a week, you know, and just teams that you're playing against is out, are out too. You yeah. Know? So that's just like, hopefully we don't have this year, but it seems seems to be uh, going in that direction, you know. So. Yeah, it seems like we'll get some more normalcy here for sure. Yeah. Um, one of the things that both of us have noticed in these drafts that's a little crazy <laughs> is how high goalies are going this year. I don't know. I I, oh, I swear this oh. year is different. I swear it wasn't like this in past <laughs> years. Mm-hmm. This is crazy, right? Top one hundred. Average draft picks, yeah, for sure. Man, there's so many goalies in the top 100 picks, man. It makes no sense. And like, like it's just it, the, like after the top 180ps, there's just not there's nothing left out there. But you're like, man, there's just there's not too many goalies left because people keep drafting them. You know, yeah. it's, it's that that's how many are getting drafted. And it's like we were talking before. We're saying um, the goalies are not completely a first goalie and a second goalie here. It's it's like a, a split job most a of the time. A lot of you know, them, it's a 1A, yeah, 1B, right? A lot, yeah, exactly. Which we were. 
we were spending, we were talking, like, we were, remember, I don't know if you remember, we were discussing this last year, if teams are going to start doing that with, like, the Halak and Tukaras last yeah. year, uh, Platoon, the 1A, 1B. Well, and, they've like, been doing it for years with them, more. yeah. Exactly, but like, it's just, like, now it's, like, starting to get divided even more and more and more, and yeah. I think, uh, I think more teams are, like, it's it's shifting that way, like, crazy this year. Last year wasn't too, too much, but, like, I thought it was going to happen last year, because that's how, I thought that's what was I happening, mean- uh, for the top teams, you know, it's like, happening what... way more than it used to, right? Like you, you only really have yeah. a handful of goalies that that are workhorses left in the league. So it is, it's happening more for sure. It, it keeps ramping up, and I think we're only going to continue to trend in that direction, right? It's it's kind of like running backs in football. Like you used to have bell cow running backs who would lead the way and like be your your lead back by a mile, and now like it's it, you're splitting the workload, and I think it's just. It's an efficiency thing, I guess. Like they're they're just trying to get the most out of their players and 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 yeah. sort of be as effective as they can as a team. Also, at least. yeah. Would, this is another. I just thought of this right now. Would you think maybe like the goalies are just getting that much better, so they can play that much too in this league? You know, that the teams can start relying for the goalies for about thirty games out of the season, kind of thing. Yeah, know? that there's like, more backups more, that can do that. There's yeah, more, there's more good backups if anything. Yeah. You know, because backups used to be like, oh boy, not him. You know, it's like, yeah, oh, for no. sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Don't put it. In. It's like, oh, maybe. Cave, no. hear me out here. Maybe because they were playing like seven games a season, so maybe now that they're playing more, they're getting better. They're getting better. <laughs> that's 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 yeah, that might be a good could be, uh, could be. Good but no, it's, it's true. Yeah. Overall, like the water level seems to have risen with goalies in the league, and it's just like you don't really have those really weak goalies, or there's there's far less of them in the league. Cool. Nevertheless, yeah. none of that explains why Freddie Anderson is getting drafted 40th overall in, in Yahoo drafts right now. <laughs> Yeah, come so, on, guys. But that's why <laughs> he has, dude. He dropped off like two seasons ago, and that corresponds with an injury. Like his play has dropped off as he's been dealing with, I believe, it was a knee injury, and he hasn't been the same goalie in two years. But now, because what he's on Carolina, like he wasn't on a good team before. Jack Campbell yeah, no. took the job from him. <laughs> who, by the way, Jack Campbell is getting drafted in the sixties. 60s, right? Yeah, exactly. Which is another thing that just blows my mind. That's why it makes no sense. Because technically, if te- goalies teams are splitting the starts, goalies are splitting the starts. You like you draft them later, to, like you know what I mean? You're not right? guaranteed to have right. Like, Thank you. Why, why it makes no sense? That's it's why the I'm so, opposite. Like, That's the thing. Like you're drafting <laughs> half of a fucking goalie. Like Mrazek is going in the 80s. Which, by the way, I don't even like Mrazek, but that should be switched. It should be Mrazek going in the 60s and Campbell in the 80s. I know Campbell yeah, had a great he, stretch. But... He finally go from Mrazek, my guy. No. <laughs> I mean, that's as far as I'll go. But he, neither of them should be in that territory. That's the crazy fucking I know, thing. I know, You're drafting I know, I know. 40 games. And, like, I know that's the new norm. But, like you said, that should mean goalies are less. Like, push them further in the draft. Don't draft all the fucking 1As and 1Bs in the top 100. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's what's crazy. happening. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it feels like. Yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah. It's wild, man. It's yeah. freaking crazy. It's like the wild west. Crazy times, right huh? <laughs> crazy times we're living here. That's yeah. why it's uh, not even more than ever. It's goalie voodoo, man. This applies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Absolutely, <laughs> goalie voodoo, dude. Goalie voodoo has has evolved to the point where we can't even make a segment because it makes the, like there's just we don't understand it anymore. You know? Like we can't even make we can't even make a segment about it. No, to say, you know, <laughs> it's just no. this, we don't we don't know, guys. It's we, too we crazy. Have, we don't know what's going. We're on. not shamans. <laughs> we can't figure out goalie voodoo. <laughs> we don't know. We don't fucking know. <laughs> We're just baffled by it. It's crazy. It's it's really wild this year. And like you talk about Freddie Anderson, he's in Carolina. He's going in the forties. Anti Ranta is five percent rostered on Yahoo right now. I drafted him in the last round of a draft. He's had great numbers most years of his career. Last year he had played only like twelve games and didn't play great. And he's had injury history, like an injury history. But so was Anderson. And 
both of them are set to split the crease. Like, it yeah. wouldn't shock me in the least if Ranta ends up being the number one there, like the, the 1A. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But At least, yeah. Well, well, no matter what, like, you're guaranteed a 30 games if he doesn't get hurt, right? Like, you're guaranteed right? yeah. some games there, you know? And on a decent team, technically, right? Exactly. So, so <sighs> I don't, I, the, the gap is crazy to me. It's like, dude, like, it's it, yeah, you could... That's it. Ranta, if I'm not mistaken, two seasons ago, had a very good season. And, like, Anderson, it's been two years or three three seasons ago, I guess, that was his last good season. So Ranta has a more recent good year. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, again, goalie voodoo, or is it just people goalie voodoo? voodoo or yep. Just... <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's that's what's going on there. That's been pissing us off, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, we grinding our gears. Grinding our gears, but you know what? It is what it is. It is what it is. We're working around it. We're we're targeting some guys uh, late in the drafts there, you know? Like uh, like those Rantas. you gotta, you got to find your value where you can. Uh, all right, you want to get in some quick hits here? Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting some quick hits. All right, first of the year, bud. First of the year. Do you want, yeah, do you want me to go ask you first, or do you want me to? You want to ask uh, sure me? thing. Sure, you go. You, you can ask All me first. All right then. So let's get into these quick hits, Spencer. Yes, sir. So we got three guys you like who are on a new team. I got Taylor Hall in Boston, Zach Hyman in Edmonton, and Thomas Tatar in New Jersey. Three guys to watch who we think will get a shot in the top six or in the top power play unit. I got Drouin in Montreal, Zach Hyman in Edmonton again, and Thomas Shabbat in Ottawa. Name three young guns you like for a breakout season. I like Jack Hughes in New Jersey, Tim Stutzle in Ottawa, and Rasmus Sandin in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Don't stop believing. Three guys who've fallen off the map a bit, but we like for a bounce back season. Jonathan Drouin again, Je- Claude Giroux in Philly, and Rasmus Dahlin in Buffalo. Oh, yeah. Two guys we feel that are getting a no respect right now. All right. Anti-Ranta, like I mentioned, 5% rostered. And Thomas Tatar, like I mentioned, 10% rostered. <laughs> All right. Too very good. Yes, sir. Go Your for team. me. Yes, sir. All right. So give me three guys you like who are on a new team. I got Dougie Hamilton in New Jersey, Zach Hyman in Edmonton, and Mike Hoffman in Montreal. Nice. Give me three guys to watch who you think will get a shot in the top six in, uh, or top power play. I got Neil Pionk in Winnipeg, Pavel Busnevich in St. Louis, and Connor Garland in Vancouver. Give me three young guns you like for a breakout. I like Kirby Doc in Chicago, Cole Caulfield, oh yeah, in Montreal, Trevor Zegers nice. in Anaheim. Give me three guys who've fallen off the map a bit, but that you like for a bounce back. I got Alexander Alex Radulov in Dallas, Brent Burns in San Jose, and Philip Forsberg in Nashville. Nice. Give me two guys you think are getting no respect right now. I got Thomas Hurdle in San Jose and Blake Wheeler. Cause how late he's getting drafted. <laughs> nice. Good picks. Good picks. All right. Let's dive into this. So my three guys that I like who are on a new team. Taylor Hall in Boston, which, by the way, I'm counting because he was barely on Boston last year. But he looked good while he was. Uh, Zach Hyman in Edmonton and Thomas Tatar. Like I said, Taylor Hall looked good while he was in Boston. Uh, Zach Hyman skating next to Connor McDavid and possibly Leon Dreisaitl. I mean, you don't need to explain much more. He could be having a huge season. Yeah. It's like we were talking about this. It's like, it's like they're doing the Lucci's shining again, except they're signing a guy who can actually play and who can actually keep up with McDavid. Yeah, and that's my me too. I had him on my list as well too. My yeah, Nick, uh, and I just I had to have him too because that's and he's he looked good with Austin and, uh, yeah. and Mitch Marner, yeah. right? So come on, man. He's uh, going to yeah. be really good very on the line good. with uh, very good reasoning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it doesn't need much explanation, I don't think. And he's going a little yeah. high in drafts too, so he's it's there it's could be a lot of value yeah. there. 
Um, right, yeah. Tatar, New Jersey, I also explained. They, like, like I said, he's, yeah. he's being put in a great position to, to be the scorer on a team that desperately needs it with a playmaker who is elite, elite, elite and waiting to break out here. So, And I think, like you said, if Jack Hughes starts seeing how good Tatar is and if he can use him, then I think it might, you're right, he might just yeah. click and just start producing, you know? Yeah. yeah. I could see him having his best season this year. So I'm, 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 I like Tatar for that. That'd what be interesting. Three guys. I mean, so yeah, I had I had Dougie Hamilton in New Jersey as well. So we kind of spoke about Jack Hughes and Dougie Hamilton. Is just he's not always been the most offensive defense, but he's been playing better in Carolina. His last two seasons, he's had forty plus. Even last year in fifty five games, forty yeah. forty two points. You know, the year before that was forty seven games. He had forty points. He got hurt that season too, and he was having a hell of a season. I remember that season. Yeah, it was really. Uh, he was not he's just great, like man. Not just putting points here and there. It was always a good amount of points every now and then. And he also hits too. So And, now and he scores, that, right? Yeah. He just scores. He scores yeah. goals, yeah, which yeah. is nice with the You're team. Right. Double yeah. digits. Yeah, double digits yeah. literally all his seasons, all his years. I'm last, yeah, that's, yeah, you're right here. Seven, last seven seasons, man. Double digits. Crazy. So, yeah. Goals. yeah, yeah. I uh, had Zach Hyman as well too. So we explained him as well before. And my last guy was Mike Hoffman, man. I just think, yeah. honestly, I, I, I like him on, on a, I like him on a new team. Hopefully everything clicks too. Cause Mike Hoffman is, is he's just a sniper, right? So hopefully that defensive part, cause I know in Montreal, they preach a bit of defensive. You got to come back a bit yeah. too. So we'll see if there's no knocking heads, but uh, if this guy can start heating up on the power play, man, with, uh, with Suzuki and Caulfield her helping him out too. And like, it's just, I think he has a good chance to really start putting up some good good numbers, uh, especially in goals. So, and I, I don't know it's, it's going to take some of those goals away from from uh, from Gallagher, right? Kind of think Gallagher used to be that thirty goal yeah, guy yeah. too, right? So, I think that might be Hoffman's. He'll take he'll take care of those goals that'll be missing from uh, Gallagher because he obviously he hasn't been scoring at the same pace as he used to, right? So, yeah, yeah, well, those, I'm, very interesting. I'm curious to see how Gallagher's production looks for the rest of his career because his Imagine, hands are just yeah, stone. His at hands this point, are pretty but... messed up. Yeah, exactly, man. So, yeah, very. I'm very interested. Yet too. Yeah, but yeah, there's yeah. a lot to go around in Montreal. So many talented wingers right now, man. Hoffman, he can shoot the puck as good as any of them. So I'm so curious exactly. to see where he ends up. I think they'll be. They're gonna try him out for a bit too. They I won't think just, so. Yeah. Know, think no. So yeah, that's why I like him yeah. there. And he's uh, he might miss the start of the season. He's he's banged up with something that he heard. I think just before training camp, but he shouldn't miss too much time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's good to know too. Yeah, man. So, all right, so three guys that uh, to watch that we think we're going to get a shot in the uh, top uh, six or the top power play unit. Yes, so Drouin and Montreal. We talked about Montreal a little bit just there. Uh, Drouin came out publicly. We're going to talk about this a bit later too, but came out publicly and opened up about uh, his struggles with anxiety and insomnia. And that's basically the reason why he left the team last year and he took some time to, to take care of his issues. And he seems to be very rejuvenated. He looks like... I didn't realize that the Drouin we've been looking at over the years wasn't looking super healthy because it just was who how, how he looked. But now seeing him now, like he's kind of got a glow to him. He looks a lot healthier. Um, and, you know, he's always had that, that, that crazy star talent. It's just been he couldn't put it together consistently. And, like, anxiety and insomnia is something that could explain that. So if he's worked through the issues that caused that... He could have a, a career uh, renaissance here. I, I'm not expecting it, but I, it's it's there's an outside chance that he could still turn into that player that he was projected to be. So I like Drew for that, and he's he's very very low rostered right now, so it's a low risk uh, low risk stash. Uh, Hyman, he's got that talent, right? oh yeah, so. his skill is ridiculous. Yeah, Hyman, where we already went into uh, Shabbat mm-hmm. in Ottawa. I think Shabbat 
one of the better defensemen in the league. He's just been on a really bad Ottawa team playing like crazy minutes. So his plus minus has always been getting caved in and stuff. And he hasn't been able to focus on his offense as much. There hasn't been as much offense in Ottawa as like period, yeah. but now they've got a yeah. team. They, they, they look like they can actually compete a little more and like they've got a lot of exciting uh, offensive talent there. So I think he's going to have a, a bit of a resurgence offensively and uh, call back to his, maybe not quite get to his 55 point uh, territory there, but still yeah. get over 10 goals and get, you know, 45, 50 points. The team around him getting better is going to help that. I think you're right. Absolutely, too. yeah. yeah Less responsibility for him too. Hopefully, you know. Hopefully, it takes a bit of a load off mm-hmm. of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about you? Three guys you think are going to get a, t- a shot in the top six or a top power play to watch? Yeah. So uh, first off, I want Neil Pionk. So nice. Neil Pionk's one of those guys that I, I liked a couple years ago, and <laughs> you didn't think much of him either. Which me neither. I, I was more of a. I like the way he played. It was he passed the eye test for me. So he's an eye test kind of guy for me. So that's why for I was sure. like, oh, let's kick it. That he's, was a great find by you. Yeah, so it's just like I said, man. So he's uh, he's playing, he's playing in Winnipeg too. You said there's Morrissey might be on the first power play unit, so I'm really hoping he gets yeah. that that shot on the top power play. And if he gets that, because he's got an actual, he's got uh, like he's got um, a sneaky good slap shot too. By the way, he's got he a, does, not yeah. that bad. Yeah, he's not any. He, he can he can get in the right place too. He's he's put up a couple good like power play points as well too. You know. Yeah. So I, think I thought that, like I've thought chance. he was the better of the two of them on quarterback and the power play. I really have. And like it's possible Heinola, Vili Heinola, Heinola becomes their their quarterback, but I don't necessarily think he's quite there yet. I hope Pionk's like, to me. Pionk is like obviously the best option. But you know, I'm yeah, biased because yeah. I like Pionk now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's true, man. Well, he's and like it's cool because remember I told you when I when I had picked him up off free agency that one year, and the next year he was getting drafted higher, and he still had a good season. That oh, that was last year actually. He was still getting drafted pretty early, right? So I was like, oh man, like people are drafting him, but he and he played well last year as well too. So I was like, right, cool. Like he kept it up. Him and Petrie, I had him both. Both guys that I picked up off free agencies like two years ago, kind of thing. You know, it was uh, it's cool to see them still produce the next year after getting drafted at a good position. No? So, for sure uh, it seems like to be a guy you can rely on now so uh, yeah that's, that's it yeah. nice to see uh, Pavel is another guy, one of the guy I picked he did pretty good for me last year and he plays a, a good amount of power play minutes and I find if he gets his chance on St. Louis too I don't know if he'll get his chance St. Louis is a like a strange dynamic like like on New York, he knew that was the guy. Whereas St. Louis, I don't know exactly what they want to do with him, if anything, though. So um, uh, that's what I'm wondering. To see too. How, how, they, how they use him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm curious as to how they use him. So, uh, but if he gets a chance, I think uh, he'll do just fine. He doesn't. He shoots a bit more than he used to. Too. He used to shoot just not that much before. So he's he's he's. In, he's I think he's just, he's gaining the, the confidence like in his game kind of thing and like in new york i think he just built it and he notices that he can actually get the puck in the net kind of thing you know so yeah and speaking of shooters my last guy was connor garland now oh, playing baby. in vancouver man. yeah man that's another guy that can actually I love that really, he was yeah man he was putting up yeah he was putting up like decent numbers in um in uh, arizona i was gonna say phoenix yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> in uh, Arizona, right? So um like he 20, 22 goals uh, in the season before last season. 12 last year wasn't too too crazy, but still 22 goals. So like at one point he was getting really hot too and they were putting him on the power play. So I think him as well too. Uh, I know he's got Brock Besser to compete with, but uh like I said, I hope he gets that shot in the top uh, top power play unit and starts yeah, doing stuff, me you know? too. Yeah, be nice. Yeah, I really like him this year too. I was glad you picked him. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So we got also now the three guys, the three young guns. You're looking for a breakout season. Yeah. So Jack Hughes, Tim Stutzler, and Rasmus Sandin. Hughes, I touched on a little bit already, man. Like he's just he's so talented. He just there's no one on the team to finish and capitalize on the the chances he's generating. And again, now they've got Tatar, they've got Hamilton. They're, they're a little bit better here. So hopefully, uh, he's got 
you know, enough tools around him to have that big year this year. Stutzler, I mean, he's so he's so good. He's so talented. Yeah. I, like he might maybe he takes a step back, sophomore slump. It's possible, but he's just he has the talent. I look at it and I'm like, yeah, I could see that guy having like a 70 point season in his second year. Like he's so good. So mm-hmm. that's uh, that's more of a gut feeling for him. But he's he's going pretty late as well, so it's pretty low risk. Uh, and Sandine, I mean, I I don't think Riley's going to get overtaken on the top power play as the quarterback. And I like Riley this year because he's back quarterback in the top power play. Um, but I do think Sandine's going to start to get phased in, you know, like he's going to get some more looks on the top power play. He's going to start to get more involved in the offense, I think. And mm-hmm. it's a great team, you know, like he, he's, he's a great defenseman and I, I think there's going to be something there. So I'm keeping an eye on him and probably drafting him in uh, deep leagues, stashing him. Yeah. Yeah. Not for sure, man. Nice. How about you? Three guys you like for a breakout, young guys. Yeah. So I started off with a Kirby Doc. Uh, yes, nice kid that I like watching uh, ever since he was uh, he's playing for juniors. I think uh, I don't remember which year it was, but I remember he was he was uh, was like no he he got hurt no they, he busted he his hurt, wrist no. right I think yeah yeah he looked so, yeah he looked maybe so he, he might have yeah, no yeah. I think he played one year he play, I think he played the year before I can't anyway yeah I remember yeah, he fucked he, his wrist he, up yeah I was gonna say he played well in that year before but then like when I went to, when I was gonna watch him for like his actual talent kind of thing he hurt himself right yeah I think that's. I was like, oh, man, sucks I didn't see his, his full. Anyways, we'll see this year there how he does. Uh, but uh, it's one of the young kids that you can tell he's got the speed, the talent, the hands, and the vision too. So it's, it's on a Chicago team that has uh, Jonathan Taves back too. So I think Chicago's got something something they want to prove too. They got Mike Andre Fleury in the They're back. They're going to be too, yeah so. better. They're going to be better this year. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. So like I think his role kind of diminishes too with Jonathan Taves because like he can just kind of learn a bit too. So I think it's going to be a great teacher for him as well. So that's yeah. just where I'm hoping. Not that diminishes, but like I – He'll he can take a step back if he has to this year, basically, is what I, is yeah. what I meant. But his role diminishes. It's more of a he can kind of take a step back and watch how things are done, you know? So Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's gonna be a good situation my, for him, I think. My second guy was uh Cole Caulfield in Montreal. Um Cole, I don't know if you I don't know if anybody saw the way he played last year in the playoffs, oh. but uh but that's basically why I'm picking Cole Caulfield here. Cole Caulfield to have a breakout season because the kid can shoot, the kid can pass, the kid can skate. No problem. Does it all, man. He's so good. <laughs> and, if, and if you think you're gonna stop him, buddy, he'll find a spot. <laughs> oh yes, he will. His IQ, man. That's what blew me away. Was his IQ? I couldn't believe how smart yeah. he was on the ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see in a full 82 game yeah. season how long it's gonna be. It's always different in a full, uh, full season. So uh, I don't know. I'm hoping he'll adapt well, and I think he will because it seems like a kid, like the kid type of kid that can face a challenge and, and overcome it kind of thing. You yeah, know? he, he does. Seems like that kind of player, smaller guy, right? Usually they have to uh, fight there for their spots, right? So uh, yeah. <laughs> Another, uh, not too, too small, but Trevor Zegers is uh, my last guy. Trevor Zegers, another nice. kid with hands and just a bunch oh, of talent, yeah. man. Just, uh, and this kid, if he gets a chance on the power play and he actually starts producing, I think they're going to keep him there and they're going to like having him there kind of thing, you know? Yeah, so... I think he's going to be their, their guy for a while on the power play. Just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So and I don't know too much. He's harder to gauge, right? Because he's, he's yeah. just younger. It's just, Anaheim's just not great either, but he's so good too, right? Yeah. Like I'm looking at him too. Yeah. So that's uh, like I said, I haven't seen too too much of him, but uh, it seems like uh, I don't know. You can like we There's watched a couple. A I think with, with you where we watched a couple. Yeah, we watched a couple yeah. games, or or might have been with Jared. But we, why I saw him play, and you're like, wow, man, he's a real deal. He can play. He can play oh yeah. Know? So it's yeah. yeah. And at the World Juniors, yeah. him too. He was he was lighting it up uh, at the World Juniors. Yes. He had a great yes, World Juniors. Yeah. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ah, man. Pretty decent. Yes, so, sir. Uh, yeah, so we got the uh, la uh, well, number four. Don't stop believing. Three guys who have fallen off the map a bit, but that we, we like for a bounce back season. Yeah, so Druin, uh, I think I got into Druin a little bit already, right? Like, it's... it's... Mm hmm just a, it's a it's, it's one of those things where you got all the talent so i'm just waiting to see if it uh if it flourishes in you know a better circumstances and everyone's embracing him too i love to see that it's he's not getting yeah. any hate really it doesn't seem or not much anymore uh Giroux in philadelphia i look Giroux's not that old isn't Giroux like he's 33 yeah. i think maybe he's not over the hill like the, the guy's a ton of talent um he's due he's just due to have that have another Claude Giroux season where he's getting over 82 yeah. points and i don't know yep. I, I feel like he's still got point per game in him or, or close to it. Like, I, I think he's a guy who prides himself on, on being a very good player in the league, too. And it's been, I think, a couple seasons in a row now where he's been less than stellar. So I think he's got yeah. something to prove here. And he, and he knows it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He knows that he's been less than stellar. So yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin. I mean, first, first of all, I can't get much worse than last year. And by the time Kruger's reign was over... Uh, Darlene was looking far better. Like when they, when he was playing under the new coach, he looked far better. So I'm, I'm really hoping that they can just forget what happened last year and he can continue to move forward with his development because yeah. really like the way people are talking about him, it still doesn't add up for me. Like, yeah, that was a lost season. I get it. But like prior to that, like this guy looked like a complete stud to me. And like, he looked like he was, you know, well on his way to becoming, an elite defenseman in the league. So I'm, I'm hoping he just gets back on track with that. Like I was saying, it looked like he was playing his game too. Yeah. Like in the NHL, like his yeah. junior game that he had, like he can, it transferred no problem. And like, he looked comfortable kind of thing. Right. So, yeah. 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 So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he gets back to that and gets that confidence back and sort of gets his groove and keeps, keeps doing that. Cause he was looking more and more confident, you know, that's where he was at his mm -hmm. best. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no, for sure, man. So me too, man. He's a good skater too. Right. So it's oh, nice yeah. to see, uh, yeah, it happen. Yeah. Uh, who do you got? Guys that have fallen off a little bit here, but that you're looking for a bounce back. So I got uh, Alex Radulov. Love that guy ever since he came to Montreal. Yep. <laughs> but it has been a uh, couple of seasons. Or, uh, it's been a yeah. He's, he's getting three, up there. Four seasons. Yeah. It's, it's just been. Ah oh, man. Uh, I'm I'm just hoping for about like I I would like him for a bounce back. He's yeah. getting drafted super high though. That's the only thing. I don't know if you saw how he was getting yeah. drafted. Yeah. Him and Sagan both uh, are going pretty high yeah yeah a little high so um seems like people are believing in him and want the bounce yeah. back too you know so uh but i honestly he's just getting a little drafted a little too high for for my good taste there but, yeah same uh, here yeah, that's one of the players he's got that uh, that tenacity and just the drive so and i think he still has a passion for the game and if you oh, can yeah. find that passion man, watch out man this guy's a train on the ice you know so yeah i love that guy yeah uh, my second guy was a uh, brent burns from santa from san yes. jose man Hanging out, man. But yeah, no, Brent Burns, man. Him too as well. It's been also two seasons. And like this guy was a top, top elite defenseman, right? So it's... Uh, and the thing with Burns too is that you always get shots, right? So it's just... It, you can still draft. Now he's going late. So like like I would definitely take him at where he's dropping to, right? So at that 130. So if you have a nice bounce back season, set that up as, as one of your, your later picks for your defenseman. If you can round that out, you know, round yeah. up your... Even your three or your four, but even if he does drop for your third or four, anyways, it's a like Brent Burns being available at that stage is is, is really that's another guy actually. I should have mentioned we should have mentioned uh, for guys that are getting drafted that uh, the bias there. Yeah, I was just gonna say for him, yeah. but he's had really really good seasons before, right? So it's it's actually a perfect guy. a perfect example though. He's gonna be one to watch because it's like it's gonna show either the benefits of, of ex trying to exploit yeah. recency bias yes. or the downsides of it which is where like it's been two years now he's getting older and we're still like now we're targeting him again okay. 
yeah. He might be yeah, over the right. hill. Like this might be where it bites right. us, which which happens occasionally. Yeah. Like it's happened to us. With, like Bobrovsky last year, I was drafting Bobrovsky, and oh, Bobrovsky, and he was yeah. landing around where Brent Burns is landing now. Around, That's like, yeah. Pretty fair, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just hoping it was like, uh, yeah, ah, he's got Ben. That's Brent Burns. I know. I, know. I love Burnsy. Yeah. My last guy was Philip Forsberg. He's been struggling yes. for a little while, man. So that's, yeah, Fucking man. Like, he can come back yeah, exactly. So it's just, he's just been slowly declining, too, right? So that's why I hope, like, he's still young know. enough, though. He's so talented. Like, that guy's a stud. He just needs better. Like, I don't know. He, I feel like he needs a fresh start, but I don't think he's going to get traded necessarily this year. Yeah. So it's got that nice release too, right? So, yeah, and, great release, great shot. I don't know. And if you can get back to that, just get back to thirty goals would be amazing for him. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Right? He was the shooter. He was that guy, right? So that's I'm, I don't he's know. got. See if you can do that. It's, it's like, a guy I like, right? It's all guys that I like. So the thing that's so frustrating with Nashville is like he's got Ryan Johansson, he's got Duchesne, he's got uh, Granlund, he's got players who like have had quite a bit of success in the league and know how to dish the puck. I guess Duchesne scores a little more, but you know what I mean? Like, but these guys yeah, just yeah. underperform so severely year in, year out. It's crazy. Yeah. No, you're right, man. It's crazy. Remember how good they looked on paper at one point? I think it was like three, four yeah. years ago. They were, oh man. Even like, last wow, year. Were... Yeah, They true. didn't look yeah, but... bad, man. Like they, they yeah, did not true. look bad. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and they needed a fucking UC Saros to drag him by the collar into the playoffs. Like he had to get so ridiculously hot for so long for them mm-hmm. to make the playoffs. Did they, wait, did they made the playoffs, right? Yeah, just at the end there. Yeah, they, they actually gave so. a fight to uh, Carolina. They went, I think it was game six or game seven, but they went yeah, to like overtime yeah. or a couple overtime. I, they might have been game seven, actually. They went to game seven with uh, Carolina. That yeah. was a cool game. That was a, it was a, a fun. Uh, it's cool to see, but it's just like you got they got to give more from yeah. their best yeah, players. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, 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 yeah. And you could tell, like, it was the sort of team that was just going to get kicked out almost. Yeah, you exactly. Like, uh, yeah. For some reason. They went as far as their goalie would take them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, here we go. And two guys we feel that are getting no respect, Spencer. Yeah, well, Antiranta, again, 5%, and Thomas Tatar, 10%. I got into both of them. I mean, I think they're both yeah. in good positions and, and really getting slept on a little bit here. It's it's not so much that I, I'm sure that they're going to be great at all, but I think that the way they're being drafted right now is there's a lot of potential value there to be had. So mm-hmm. I like them. Mm-hmm. What about you? Mm-hmm. Uh, me, so I had a um, Thomas Hurdle and Blake Wheeler. Blake Wheeler was kind of obvious. We spoke about him yeah. before. So it's just yeah. how late he's getting drafted. And then, like, uh, if pair him up with Kyle Connor, and then you're you're kind of laughing, you know. Kyle, even Connor. Jared was like, yeah, I had him last year with Kyle Connor, and it was it was a blast, you know. Yeah, so, Connor's awesome. Yeah, so that's why uh, that's he's just that good, you know. Blake Wheeler too, he can always get to that uh, sixty to seventy point, like and as as a hundred, was it hundred or whatever that he's getting drafted, like as a ninetieth hundred. Around 90th, yeah, around a hundred nineties, yeah. So it's just like, come on, man! If you can, you're probably you're probably gonna get that with him, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. My second guy was uh, Thomas Hurdle. He's uh he's probably he's, he has like he hasn't declined that that much. I just find he's just not like getting the respect he he should. He's getting he's always scoring too. Like he's a guy that puts up goals as well, and they count on him on the power play and the shorthanded. Like he has a big role in San Jose, so I find, and he's got now dual eligibility as well too. So like uh, I don't know, some player that like. But like as I, he must gets hurt a little bit. But last year has been two two three seasons. He hasn't really gotten hurt. I don't know if you yeah, he's either. it's That's been better. Yeah, too bad there. So even the the COVID season two was not that bad. So anyways, it was all it's been four seasons now where he's played. You know, so and he's really man. good, man. Like he's one of the he's I think the only forward really on on San Jose that I trust at this point. Me too. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point, man. 
and he keeps bringing up those points. He's not really hasn't really declined too too much. Even last no. year, nineteen fifty games, forty three points. You know, so it's, that's it. He drives too, too the, so, he drives offense. He's he's good. Yeah. All right, so that was quick hits. Uh, let's get into our top ten for all of fantasy this year. Uh, except it's not our top ten; it's kind of our top thirteen because that's our top tier. Top ten is so damn hard, man. Top ten is so passe. Damn. That's so two thousand eight. <laughs> top thirteen is the new top ten. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Uh, give me your top thirteen though. Top thirteen, my top thirteen. I got obviously Connor McDavid first, mm-hmm. Drysaddle Dreidel, second, Kucherov third, McKinnon fourth, Pasternak oh. fifth, Panarin sixth, okay. Patrick Kane seventh, <laughs> Austin Matthews eighth, okay. Miko Rantanen ninth, <laughs> okay. Vasilevsky tenth, okay. Alex Ovechkin eleventh, okay. Brad Marshaw twelve, all right. And Mr. McCarr in Colorado, 13th. I wanted to swap out third, actually McCarr and Marshawn, actually. that's I'm going to go number 12 is McCarr. Number number 13 is Marshawn. Nice. Yeah. I respect yeah, it. Okay, that changes things up a little more from mine. That was yeah. that was like, yeah. I, spoiler alert, these lists aren't very different. <laughs> oh, big surprise. <laughs> my top 10. Yeah, this is what happens when you fucking work on fantasy sports together all the time, I guess. Uh, I got McDavid 1, Drysaddle 2, McKinnon 3. Mm-hmm. Kucherov oh, four, okay. mm-hmm. Pasternak five, Panarin six, Kane seven, mm-hmm. Matthews eight, Ranton in nine, Ovi ten, mm-hmm. Vasi eleven, uh, Marshawn twelve, oh. and Makar thirteen. Jokes, yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, so close. Yeah, it's literally McKinnon and Kucherov swapped out basically. And the worst part is like some of these guys are interchangeable technically, or like you know, like it's kind just, of a little bit, you know, yeah, like right. six to one, little, yeah. yeah. Depends on what you want too. Exactly, so, like, how you're building your team. Goals, you know what I mean? How you want exactly. If you think you can find more goals later on, you know, go for someone else at certain points. But yeah, that's hilarious, man. Me, like, oh man, I chose Vasilevsky because he's just that crazy good, man. Yeah. So I gave back. Usually, I wouldn't. I and I wouldn't. I if I saw Ovi and Vasilevsky, and like right. I was just gonna I, say, I don't think I would do I, it, but uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not because you know, it's not a good idea to. Like, it's not because he doesn't yeah. deserve to be ranked there. It's just I don't build my teams usually. I very, very rarely draft a goalie first or second. Fuck, imagine drafting a goalie first? Yeah. Wouldn't but he deserves be to be ranked opposite there. What we just tried? Yeah, you know? You know? Speaking of which, let's talk about yeah. that a little bit. We, we're doing some fun fantasy experiments here. One of them, we, we were doing our first drafts this week, and we decided to do... Probably, actually, this is your brilliant idea. Decided to do... <laughs> Two auto draft teams. One is an auto draft with no rankings, so you're going. Out, it's just a default Yahoo auto draft. The other is a default or a, a, an auto draft with our pre rankings. So mm-hmm. last night we were supposed to do you both. We I got in the same. Oh, I did yesterday. Fun, Spencer. No. Oh my God. Yeah. So. Go on, Go on. <laughs> we joined the same league, and I was supposed to do the one with pre ranks. Kava was supposed to do the one without pre ranks. Um, I completely spaced and waited too long to get my pre rankings onto it. Uh, so the draft, you know, half an hour is the, the limit before you you can't do it any earlier than that, mm-hmm. or any closer to the draft than that. So I was, I was ranks. Yeah. yeah. So I had to follow along and uh, manually auto draft. So I just kept taking like the next guy that I like kind of thought was you know, or the next guy that was queued up for me basically. But the thing is, is like we had to kind of be sensitive to positions and stuff like that. And like I wasn't sure when I should sort of cheat my list and bump a defenseman and goalie higher. So we kind of did that on our own. Tonight we're doing one where it's a straight proper auto draft with our pre rankings, and we're just gonna let it go. Sure, pre rankings. What time is that at again? Eight thirty. That's in an hour and forty minutes from now. Oh, um, 
Let's talk about your auto draft team quickly, though. How fucking infuriating of an experience was that? Oh my god, Spencer, infuriating, dude! I felt like freaking putting a bullet through my head here. Right? All right. For fuck's sakes, man! That was the amount fun. of time. The amount of times they drafted the wrong player at the wrong fucking yeah. spot, man, it made no sense. They didn't draft the freaking. I had a right winger slot open up until my last draft. I had one right winger slot open, basically. Man, oh man! So, and they draft Spencer. Spencer. They drafted <laughs> three goddamn centermen, man. With they drafted what was this? Uh, if Kenny Malkin one fifty fifth overall, and he's out. So that's like my third. Jack Eichel too. Drafting, yeah, Jack Eichel being yeah as well. He's hurt too. Yeah, Jack Eichel. Oh my god, what did they draft him again? Terrible. Sixty second overall, and he's oh, basically god. not. We're not sure what the hell is going to happen to Jack Eichel. No, he might not even play. Exactly. So yeah, great guys. Thank you. So, anyways, it's just it was <laughs> a typical, typical auto draft team, but like it just got even worse because you want to hear my defense, Spencer. Let me hear your defense. Zach Wawrinski. Mikhail Sergachev, Samuel Girard, and fucking what's this guy? Who's the last guy here? Oh yeah, Adam Fox was my first. Oh, your first. Pick. Yeah, you weren't oh, happy about that. God. Oh, you're not a no. you're not a Fox truther. Yeah, well, that high. Well, there's other better it's players too. Yeah, I, I thought it was too high too. Yeah, oh, I'm not man. taking Fox in the twenties. <laughs> with Lankinen and Thatcher Demko helped me oh. out with. Jake Ottinger is my third string goalie. Just you know, just in case you know. I'm gonna repeat my joke from last night. Uh, Jake Ottinger, he's he's either third or fourth goalie in Dallas right now. Nobody fucking knows. <laughs> I don't even think he's on the team right now, to be honest. Braden Holpe, <laughs> Anton Kudobin, oh, or Anton Kudobin, Braden Bishop, Holpe, and Jake is, is on right now. Yeah, that's the two they have right now. Yeah, and Bishop They're, is saying he Bishop. wants to get a game in in the preseason. Yeah. But then I just saw now I was going to pick him up that the bishop, it's a question mark now, apparently. Okay. Well, he's close enough, right? I guess, yeah. <laughs> Closer than Ottinger, even though, even yeah. though he's hurt. I don't, <laughs> it's just, it's, I don't know what's going on in their, their crease. Oh, my God. I've Crazy seen some though. bad auto draft teams, but that was by far the worst auto draft team I've ever, ever yeah. had. This is ridiculous, man. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> we Why? did have fun. We did have fun doing our no goalies, though. We talked about that a little earlier, and like we, we yes, decided sir. to do the no goalie draft, and we waited until the Taking last two rounds. Taking a stand, buddy. Yeah, That's our Tweak and Craig team. We, we named the team yeah. uh, Tweak and Craig from South Park. Tweak we have a little yaoi Craig. picture of them as our yes, avatar. Sir. It's awesome. Um, this one, I'm, trying, I'm just trying to get the draft results here. This one went pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, we, we ended yeah, up getting, I think it was Ranta and who in the last round? In the last two rounds, Elvis, Elvis, man, Merzlikins. Thank you. Yes, Ranta and Merzlikins. So we got Merzlikins one sixty nine and Ranta one ninety two. Mhm, mhm. And this was a pretty cool team. We got uh, first tonight, overall yeah. pick here too. We got Connor McDavid. Yeah. Connor McDavid. Yes, we this did. This was fun, and it like it really uh, like let us up to a certain point. The team was like almost we 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 really were thrilled with how we built it. It was I think when yeah, we picked yeah. uh, Wilson Byron, Kreider. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. where it took a bit of a turn, but like. <laughs> McDavid. I'll read up the picks. I'll read up the picks. McDavid, Gensel, Svechnikov, Hamilton, Kyle Connor, Chris Letang, Shea Theodore, Blake Wheeler, Cole Caulfield, Tuva Teravainen, Brent Burns as our fourth D. Uh, and then it went Tom Wilson, Chris Kreider, Christian Dvorak, Elvis Merzlikens, and Antti Ranta. So it's like the Wilson Kreider Dvorak isn't as like where it's not as great, but yeah, I, I really love the draft. That's where you had a bit of influence, I think, right? A little What's bit that? of a substance influence, I think. No, <laughs> come on. Marijuana? Who said marijuana? 
<laughs> Maybe that they uh, what's the what, impaired your judgment a little bit there. I buddy? don't partake no. in marijuana. <laughs> uh, never you no never. no not ever. Not okay, ever. well then, not well, then you the just draft. messed up, I guess. No. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely not definitely before not. draft. Right? Not during the draft. It's <laughs> too important. <laughs> it's it's too seriously. Use my judgment. Hey, you know what? Uh, Up until that point, that draft went pretty goddamn well, and I was stoned from the start. So yeah, you know, it was far, it's far. Like I said before, it was far in all cylinders. That's true, exactly, man. It's, exactly. It kind of is, man. We just we just got a couple of little tweaks. And I think we're That's good, it. man. That's it. Exactly. Yeah, Stay positive, man. We had to go for those hits, you know. We had to go for those hits. <laughs> it's fun too, because like remember, we're like, oh, this is just a temporary, like, uh, not solution. It's just temporary right now. We're just gonna fix everything up. We'll be fine, you know. Exactly. Like it's, yeah. Remember, put your goalies later. We gotta find yeah, that guy. Exactly. Agent. Patch it up after. Yes, sir. No problem. Why not? Really? Why not? <laughs> I love this then. I'm glad we made this then on this. this yeah. This is, like uh, said, I'm glad we like the team too, right? No, I'm glad we like the team as well. And you're like, oh, shit. I wonder what we can get, you know? And, right? Yeah. No, I love it. I'm, I'm really glad we did that. I'm fun. I'm having fun with that experiment. Uh, yeah, all right. Let's uh, transition to the life uh, section here a little bit. We're going to talk about the starting lineup series that I mentioned at the beginning yeah. of the show. Uh, so basically the, the series is built off of an idea from John Eamon. Um, he came up with the idea of doing a series basically where you draft a starting six of hockey players based on different parameters. Uh, so one example, you might draft guys that were post lockout, uh, and you have to draft one guy that was played a thousand games and one guy that, uh, won the Vesna, you know, like different parameters like that. And you have to just follow different things. We also did a, a Marvel one for fun where it's a lot more subjective. You just sort of, for fun, you pick yeah. superheroes and you assign them positions and then you sort of come up with player comparables. So we're turning that into a YouTube series, uh, myself, Jared and Kaveh, um, with mm-hmm. John's blessing. So yeah, thank you, Johnny boy. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're excited about this. We feel like we got a pretty, uh, we're onto something here. It's, it's, it's going well and we're looking forward to it. It's going to be coming out in the next, uh, the next month or so. Uh, less than that, actually. When's the first, you know, when the Marvel one's dropping? Yeah. Uh, October 8th. There, okay. Sir. So the Marvel one's dropping soon. And then we got our prop. Yeah. That was sort of our pilot episode that we weren't even going to release, That's but true. we decided uh, yeah, to. Yeah. 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 It's going to be as a, as a fun one just to, to kind of shoot around and do it, you know? Yeah, Marvel exactly. Characters. So it's good. It's good. Exactly. And then we're going to have our proper episodes coming in the, the following weeks. So it's going to be about a once a month thing for, for the start. And we're going to sort of ramp up as we sort of figure out just how long it takes us to, to get through the production of an episode. And yeah, uh, we're going to end up having Jared uh, come on the show here. He's been on before, but we're going to bring him on again to discuss this as a trio and uh, get a little more in detail in one of the next couple of episodes. We have. What's that? He is part of it. He is part of this project. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jared. Jared's yeah. Jared's killing it. Jared's been editing and, and yeah. putting together the 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 interface, yeah. the show, and everything. And uh, the, he's all job. three of us have been obviously a big part of building the the you know how the show is is functioning and how it's looking and everything. So he's he's been a huge yeah. part of this man. He's grinding. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, man. And like you were saying, like we keep saying too, is like we asked him to do something. We'll ask him. We yeah, we asked him, I guess, to do something on on the actual edit, and like he does it to a T, and like he pretty much like understands exactly what we want right away. Yeah. It's it's so cool to see it like instantly come to fruition kind of thing and you're like all right cool nice nice and like there's always a way to, to figure stuff out with jared too so it's good it's nice. it's pretty cool I, I've, I've really had a lot of fun like being in discord you know screen shares with him and he's got his editing program open and we're just sort of we have ideas in our head mm-hmm. and we say them to him and just watching him put them together and sort of filter what we're saying and and you know yeah get it into something even me, that like, makes sense so to him. 
Yeah, it makes no sense to me. So I'm, I'm like, yeah. ah, I hope he understands what the hell I'm saying. You know? No, but he's great at, at <laughs> figuring it out and sort of deciphering what we're getting at and, and making it come to life. Like uh, we've had some great sessions like that, and it's it's been flowing, and he's he's killing it. Jared's uh, Jared's Jared's a man. This this wouldn't be happening without Jared. Honestly, it wouldn't be happening without you know John either. But it's it's been a great group effort here. But Jared's been instrumental. So yeah, this is true. Very yeah. true. So yeah, Thanks, we're looking man. forward to that. We're going to get into that a little more uh, when we bring him on, uh, probably next episode, I think. Yeah, we're looking at next episode or very, very soon, if not the next yeah, episode. Exactly. Uh, the other thing we wanted to talk about was Jonathan Drouin. Uh, just touch mm-hmm. on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think most people know that he was out for a good chunk of the year last year, right? So yeah, uh, end of the season. And now we know we know what he was dealing with because before uh, he was just it was personal reasons, right? Last year they yeah, weren't giving it, they didn't say. Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we it found out recently, at. right? Yeah, we found out recently anxiety and insomnia, right? He yeah, he came out and that. talked about it in an interview. Yeah, and was was very open mm-hmm. about it. And mm-hmm. I got to first, just I, I applaud him for it. Um, there was another player I was reading. Uh, it was a Boston fourth liner on the Athletic. Who just there was an article that just dropped like this week where he was discussing his struggles with anxiety throughout the season. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like just seeing people talk about it casually, like, hey, like we're human beings, we go through this too, and it's, exactly. it's not a huge yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice players, to see. You know, I, I, come on, man. No, I like I said, nobody under like yeah, they get paid a shit ton of money, but nobody understands the actual pressure these guys are of under. Course. Like you, you can't even start to think like uh, I don't know, like the normal human being, normal average uh, yeah. human. They're, they're dealing with a lot of you know unique things that that previous generations of hockey players haven't had to deal with. You know, like they've they've been able to shut it out in much mm-hmm. you know simpler ways, I guess. And also, I, I don't know if you remember, too, we're talking about Jonathan Drury being, like, uh, a big student of the game as well, too. So yeah. I'm sure with uh, him always looking and studying the game, the insomnia issues came in because I'm sure he's thinking I'm a sure. bunch of scenarios. You've, you've not been able to sleep. Oh, and yeah. I'm pretty sure we've been through insomnia. I've never it's, been diagnosed with insomnia. I don't oh, think, yeah. but you I, can't sleep. I think, you know, you I, think I have it. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think I know what it is. You know? Yeah. I don't need a doctor. But, yeah, but like imagine him on top of everything having all those oh, yeah. issues. You know, and just thinking, keep going, just having that wheel going. You know, it like, impairs right? you, right? It's it, it's yeah. it's it's when you're not sleeping, like you you function like shit. So like that explains why he's struggling as much as he has been. You know, so I'm, I'm hoping for his sake that he's in a much better headspace. He seems to be. Here's hoping uh, Jonathan Drew has a great uh, great season this year and is in a good headspace. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, like you were saying, he looks so healthy. Like he yeah, looks good. he looks good, man. So, yeah, he really yeah, does. Yeah. We're rooting for him. Yeah, it feels it's it's nice to see that too, right? So absolutely, man. Yeah, he's uh, we we've liked Drew in since his Tampa days, right? We've just mm-hmm. been like his talent has always been there. We've always been enamored with that talent. So we're hoping uh, hoping he's able to to fulfill that potential and really just be a happy fucking guy, doing the best he can, living his best life. You know. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. All right, uh, let's do some bold predictions and then wrap this up, and we'll pick it up again at the next episode, which will be, I guess, our first kind of official episode. This is our preseason one, right? Just a little preview. Exactly, exactly. For the bold predictions, I want three bold predictions, predictions, Mm -hmm. including stats, and if it doesn't sound ridiculous at face value, it's not bold enough. So give me three (laughs) bold predictions. Three bold ones. Do I go boldest to less bold? Uh, I'll, sort of, I'll, I'll sort mine out a bit here. Maybe build up to uh, it. Build up to the boldest. Yeah, yeah. Because the last, yeah, I think because I put the first one as like the boldest section here. So let me, let me, let me switch this up a bit. 
Alright, so since that was the problem, I'm going to go with uh, here Jeremy Swayman. He's going to finish top five for goalies with a 2.33 goals against average, 19, 19 save percentage. He's going to get at least 30 wins. I don't know how many wins to give him, but I think he's going to get at least 30 wins. He's going to take over somehow. That is fucking bold. I love it. Alright, alright. Kel McCarr is also going to get 85 points. Okay. And finally, a defenseman will score 30 goals 30. in an NHL season, buddy. Yeah, it's going to happen, alright? It's been so long, man. It's been so long. Yeah, buddy. Here's that'd be amazing, eh? Oh, yeah, man. I Kel love that. Would be I, that that doesn't even so seem good. like that's a that's lofty, obviously, right? Like you say, Kale McCarr is going to get thirty goals. That is 85, pretty yeah. eighty five points. Eighty five points, pretty high too, right? Yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. damn bold. But like, if anyone can do it, like McCarr can do it, you know? Oh yeah, this kid's yeah. got talent, man. That's what and I'm all saying. right. I think, like I said, I'm swapping this out. So this is like my first one, but this is like this is bold, man. Let's Patrick Laney will challenge Austin Matthews with oh. 61 goals for the Morris Rocky Richard Trophy, buddy. All right. I fucking love it. <laughs> Matthews might get 60, but Laney will get 61. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> that is so bold. I love that. Imagine, imagine, imagine that happened. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. No Tortorella, you know, he's gonna be like, I'll show you guys. Yeah, you exactly, know? exactly. That's awesome. I hope that happens. I want to see Lionel back to his old ways too. He's another guy who's falling real low in the drafts right now. A lot of oh yeah, there. big time. Yeah, his yeah. game's falling off a bit, right? Or yeah, quite a chunk. Right? Understandably, very but yeah. yeah, very frustrating yeah. last year. Right? Big time. So, yeah, he was. Yeah. All right, we you man, your three yeah. bull, your three bull predictions, good sir. Yeah. So we talked about Drew. Drew is one of them. Yeah. Drew is going to put up. It's actually this. This is the same prediction basically that I had last year for Drew. It's just I'm doubling down on it and doing it again this year. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey man, I think this is the year to actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the full season, like, and with where he's coming back from, what he's been, you know, dealing with, I think this is the year. This is the year for the the bold Drew prediction. Yes, sir. He's gonna put up a twenty-five goal, seventy-five point pace on a much improved power play in Montreal. Oh boy, anti Ranta, mentioned him as well. He's gonna lead the crease in Carolina and put up a nine twenty plus save percentage season. That's Victor Arvidsson is going to return to being a 30-goal scorer in L.A. Nice. Uh, that one's good, too, man. Victor Arvidsson would be cool. Yeah, That'd be cool. yeah he's be really fallen off, but fuck, man. He was such a good player. Like I, I, I really hope he gets a rejuvenated year in, in yeah. L.A. I don't, 30, 30 goals is bold, but you know, I hope he has a yeah. good season. Even 20 would be awesome. It's cool. Call the bulk predictions law. It's a couple guys that we like, right? So yeah. we like to with Lane. Lane's kinda of falling off. I'm not a huge fan of him, but yeah, the guys that we like. So Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Alright, yeah. man. Yeah. Good show. Good stuff, man. Yeah, not too bad. No. You ready for this season, man? Hey, I think man. I'm ready. I think I I feel more ready for this season yeah. than I did last year. Last year was such yeah. a weird year. Yeah, for sure. Actually, I feel more ready for everything except goalies. All right. Yeah, the goalies. <laughs> I don't know what to do, but the goalies are. Okay. I'm actually, I'm actually ready. Like excited, actually. Speaking of like, yeah, right. To get into Same the, here. You know, it feels like this is it, man. This is it. This is the good season. This is gonna yeah. be a full night season. It's gonna be nice, man. Yeah. Last year, I never felt settled. I never felt like, right? I never yeah. felt like I got yeah. my footing as a fan, even. You know. Yeah. Watched it. Obviously, I watched hockey all season. I followed very closely. It was. Uh, I really enjoyed it, but I. It was such an off kilter year. So here's to a better year, man. Here's to a better year. Yep. I think, yeah, exactly. Here's to a better year. Very, very well said. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we will catch you next time. It's been the Life and Fantasy Octopodcast. Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye, Dr. Kabe.